I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Tiki Barber. You have a lot of talent. You got a great coach. You got a great general manager. And most importantly, you have belief. Those guys believe that they can win. And let's let's be real. That's half the battle. Brandon Tierney. This is brilliant because I didn't disrespect what matters most to me, the Jets. I didn't disrespect my Jet brethren. Uh, but I also am a man of my word. I'm wearing the Giants jersey. The Giants can either win on their own merit or, they, or lose on their own merit. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. 1019 FM and the Odyssey Alrighty, 10.02 on the fan. What's going on, everybody? It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. And it is sullen outside. It is gray. It is dank. A little chill. A little wet. <laughs> uh, a very visual reminder that if you forgot, which you didn't, what went down Saturday in Philly, Monday is here to remind you that uh, <laughs> it was gross. Look, it was gross. I'm not even angry about it. Just more disappointed. And there's so many things that you can point to, so many excuses you can make. I'll back up for a second. Playing in Philadelphia was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do in my career because the fan base is it's they're stupid, loud, annoying. I don't mean they're stupid. I mean they're stupidly not loud and annoying. They're very knowledgeable. They know how to needle you. They get under your skin. They're loud. They're obnoxious. And as we talked to Ike Reese on Friday, he said, look, they kind of relish being that. It takes a certain kind of mentality to be able to play down there. And I know that the Giants had a successful season. Look, our expectation at the beginning of the year, it was not this. It was not nine wins. It was not destroying the Minnesota Vikings, at least offensively, uh, on the road and the wild card round and playing a divisional round game in Philadelphia. But there's something that I think was a missed opportunity. And this is why I'm not upset. The Eagles are just better. We just know that. Talent-wise, Giants got to upgrade. We'll get into all that as the show goes on, as this week goes on, after Dable speaks and Joe Shane speaks, and they talk about their plans, et cetera, et cetera. It looked like the Giants were unprepared to play. They were unprepared for the intensity of that moment. And the only reason that it bothers me is because in Week 18 – they had an opportunity to prepare themselves, to gather a data point, which they neglected to capitalize on because they didn't want to get anybody hurt, uh, didn't mean anything. You start Davis Webb, you sit down all the injured guys. 
Isaiah Hodgins never played in Philadelphia, at least not as a Giant. Right, Daniel Bellinger has never played in Philadelphia, at least not as a Giant. Evan Neal's never played in Philadelphia, at least not as a Giant. Uh, these guys are not they have they don't know what it takes to win and play down there, and it showed. And because they didn't play in Week 18 because the game didn't mean anything, they missed an opportunity to prepare to play in Philadelphia. And I know it was probably for the best of the team, but it it came back to haunt them because when you have wide receivers stumbling around, you have Daniel Jones uh, looking unsure, you have offensive linemen who are good getting pushed back into the pocket, when you don't execute on any level uh, offensively for basically an entire half, mostly the entire game, but definitely the entire first half, it can't just because you're not good enough and that team is better than you. I'm more frustrated than angry, but mostly frustrated because they missed a chance to prepare themselves for one of the biggest games in the Giants' last decade plus. And that's what's disappointing to me. That's why I'm, that's why I say I'm disappointed and mm-hmm. not angry. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, you mentioned Shane and Dave, but we're going to carry that live. So they're going to speak at noon, and we're going to have the, uh, the whole state of the Giants as they unpack this. Now, you know, obviously, I respect you, and I respect your Giants stuff. That goes without saying. But I, I for me, I think that that's ridiculous. I do. I think that the Giants are so inferior to this team, it's not even close. And the element of preparation, um, maybe maximizing that venue uh, in, in, a, in a more effective manner, I wouldn't have had a marginal impact on the game. I don't think so, because the receivers still aren't getting, aren't getting open. Uh, the O-line, which did get pushed around, you're right, Teague, mm-hmm. but they got pushed around by a defensive line that had 70 sacks this season, and they had 70 sacks for a reason. Um, the Giants just, they, they're miles, miles away from competing with Philly. Now, I will say this. I, I would give that that thought far more credence if they got waxed in Minnesota, even though it's a different venue. Yeah, but, but they play the next game, and they look terrific. Minnesota is not equal I know. to Philadelphia. I understand it's just that. Not. <laughs> you mean the environment or the team, or both? Well, really, both is the answer. It's definitely both. The answer is both. It's definitely both. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But Minnesota is not hostile. You're not distracted by what's happening in Minnesota. But they're still loud. Yeah. They're not sitting there like church mice, but they're they're loud. So the second part of that matters, too. They stink defensively in Minnesota. So you're not not intimidated. You're not intimidated by what's happening on the field uh, from a schematic standpoint or a player standpoint. And you're not intimidated intimidated by what's happening in the crowd. Now, maybe they're loud and they blow that stupid horn and they scream skull. Like, that's threatening, right? But it's not like, it's, I mean, Giants, think about the calls that we took and, the, you know, the morning show took and the guys after us took uh-huh. all week. The Giants fans were terrified yeah. to just go to the damn game because it's Philadelphia, right? And you, it, it's, you, you, you really do feel that as a player. You feel, not scared, but you feel like the intensity of being in Philadelphia and playing there is a different animal, man. And the Giants had not played there this year, at least not fully, because they sat down week 18. The first game that they got destroyed, that was at home. The last game of the season was was in Philly. And that game meant something to Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts was coming back. They had to win that game to get the first round by. Uh, they played everybody. They played hard, uh, even though the Giants stymied them. But 
like there was it was just a missed opportunity. I'm not saying it's the reason that they lost. I'm just saying it's a missed opportunity for a data point that they didn't gather, and for an organization and a coaching staff that, at least from my estimation, from the outside looking in, had spent so much time finding every single advantage, and you're going to sacrifice a little one for health. I I don't I don't get that. You're playing football, man. We're not talking about you know powder puff. We're talking football. Guys are going to play hurt. Guys are going to get banged up. It sucks. It's 17 games now, but you got to play it sometime just for data points, and they missed it. All right, 877-337-6666 is our number. I, listen, I mean, nobody wanted this. Nobody expected this. Well, I mean, maybe some people expected it, but that's not the point. So, you know, to me, and this is a more, more of a bigger thing, more of a macro thing. And, again, I, I hear where you're coming from. We see it differently. I get it. But it's got to be said. And I understand that, you know, when, when he's about, like, what we do, the energy that shows emit and that, that combative nature of, of sports radio, which I love. It's really my favorite thing about doing mm-hmm. it. Sometimes something boring needs to be said. And the Giants were an unfiltered, unmitigated disaster for 10 years. They were unwatchable. Hell, they weren't even – they were barely likable, <laughs> if you think about it. McAdoo wasn't likable. You know, Judge wasn't like, I think we were kind of like, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, we, got, of the enamored. Schirmer, we but, got enamored by by Judge for a second. But I'm saying at the end, he was completely unlikable. Yeah. And, and they, they had fallen so far from what the Giants represented over the years that, at least from my point of view, I, I, you know, I'm not going to let 10 minutes pass before I at least say the Giants had a hell of a season. Of course they did. And I also say this, if the Giants show up at the link with these rosters, Ten times, and you're like choosing up sides, you're playing a game, whole hell of a lot of Giants are going to be sitting on the sidelines before their name gets picked. <laughs> the Eagles are so much better. Their receivers are infinitely better. Defensively, even the Giants, Giants D-line is good. D-line, better. Secondary, much better. I mean, Julian Love, I, I, I've got great respect for him. Can he miss a few more tackles? <laughs> I mean... Now, we didn't really have much to criticize Julian with this year because he was very good, and he's a good friend of the show, but he played awful Saturday night. The Giants got punked because the Eagles are just that much better. They played 10 times. They're getting smoked seven. Giants might squeeze one lucky win out, and they're going to lose tight, two tight ones. Yeah, but the Eagles are better. Yes, they are. And I'm not, I'm not discounting what mile. you're saying. The Giants had a really good season relative to the preseason expectation. But as I said many times, especially after they beat Washington uh, in the game that I think was the turning point of their season, after going on a little bit of a slide, they beat Washington down in Washington and basically qualify themselves for a playoff. They punctuated the ticket by destroying Indianapolis the next week. And from that point on, it felt like, all right, we got to change what we're saying about this Giants team. They're not just a cute story. They're a good team. They don't have the greatest talent, but they're a good team. They're they're well-coached. They have their top players and Daniel Jones and Saquon getting healthy and defensively with Dexter Lawrence and the secondary, all those things. Like they were playing at a level that made them viable, a viable playoff team. So all of a sudden, all the preseason and early season just kind of middling but winning kind of formula, it was gone. Like they were a good team that deserved to be where they are. The fact that they got destroyed against the Philadelphia Eagles 
tells me that there was something else other than the fact that the Eagles are infinitely better. But why, I hate, though? I, I but why? Well, because, they got smacked the first time they played them. Yeah, but it was... It why was, can't we just accept was, the Eagles are a lot better? But it was the circumstances were actually kind of similar, to be honest with you, the way that those two games played out. So I almost have to chalk it up to game plan. The game plan was, was, was flawed. Um, you know, granted, they got down early. They're down 21 points. They get Daniel Jones scrambles on their fourth possession for... You know, nine yards, and they end up punting on. But and by the way, Dable going for it on fourth and eight is ridiculous. I yeah, asked you on Friday. I said, Teak, if the Eagles win the toss, they defer, and the Giants are on their own forty, and it's fourth and one. You going for it? Yeah. And you said no. I said no. I said I'm going and, and, for it. And not, they, not going for it on fourth and eight. And then they get sacked, and it's fourth. That and was eight. horrendous. Yeah, that was a bad decision. That was bad. So. You want to tell me an element of preparation? Okay, okay. Uh, I I don't I don't take anything from the decision not to play the starters down in Philly at the end of the season and draw some sort of correlation of what went down. Saturday. Nobody will. By they the way, just no, got punked. No, they no, got punched. They got waxed. By, bottom line. By the way, nobody by a much better team. Nobody will. And most people will agree with you. The Philadelphia Eagles are better, but there's something to playing in Philly, and it's and it, I I don't know if I'd say that about any other venue. Right, I know. I know. Century. Not, we don't even know what it's called anymore out in Seattle. It used to be CenturyLink, but um, that used to be hard because of how noisy it was, yeah. how loud it was, mm-hmm. and you just couldn't communicate. But nowadays, everything is communicated on the fly, so it doesn't even really matter anymore. Like the noise is something, but it's not. Like it's. It's. There's not that intimidation. The Giants were unprepared for the environment in Philly, as well as what happened on the field. But the environment in Philly clearly overwhelmed them. They just they looked like they were stumbling around. And for a team that had been so concise and on point since that Washington game, it just it baffled me. It was frustrating. I, I get right? it. I saw you tweet. They stumbled I, they stumbled around yeah. against the team almost like they were scared of them. Now I know they weren't, but they stumbled around like they were Playing the the younger brother to the big brother. Well, I, I yeah, and, and that's but they are the little brother. They are the little brother to the big brother. Philly's got a championship in the last couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's not the same crop of players. I get that, no. but you know, there's they're they're in a different space than where the Giants organization is. And and again, we're doing Giants all day, obviously. And we'll get into you know what they need to do, who they need to bring in, who might be on the way out. All those things will be done. Uh, I I just. I don't know, man. I sat down, and, and I remember last week here on the show, and, and I hated doing it, but I pointed out, you know, and I even said, I said, listen, I've, I've got to wear the dark cape. I'll be the villain here because somebody needs to inject some truth into this conversation because I thought, I don't mean between me and you, I mean the, the over, overreaching narrative here uh, amongst Giant fans. And listen, I've been there as a fan as well. You get wrapped up in the moment, and you do lose sight of of the nuances and the, the realities of certain situations. And that's why when I was running through chapter and verse, all these alarming trends about the Giants coming into this game, leading the Texans 7-3 in the third quarter at home. I mean, all these things that, like, they they played good football for three weeks. And we're going to conjure up this thought that they're going to go down to Philly and win? <laughs> I mean, it was unrealistic. It was. Well, winning, it is was. One, winning is one thing. Losing is another. Playing as badly as they did. Yeah. That's what I'm... That's, that brings that, out the emotions differently. That, I, I that, do respect that. I got you on that. That's what's, bo- that, what, that's what's bothers, yep. bothering me. Okay. Is how they played. Mm-hmm. Not that they lost. Because mm-hmm. I could have even... I mean, he asked me all fair. Do I really believe? I mean, they're going to have to get lucky, is yeah, what I said. He did say that. Like, I, I could champion that I believe they were going to win. But the fact that they lost the way that they lost 
was what troubled me the most. Okay. Let's hear from you guys. 877-337-6666. How about uh, first up, Rob White Plains on the Fantiki and Tierney Show. What up, Rob? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? We're good, good. Rob. How, How you doing, Rob? Um, just a quick quick question, actually. Tiki, you, you guys actually brought it up, but yeah. I thought this was my point. It was with respect to the the calls that he made during the game, because I, I, I was in a very awful mood, obviously, uh, yesterday waking up. and 51 years old, been a Giant fan since I'm about five years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, was on my way to the gym listening to, I'm not going to mention his name, but somebody who was doing a uh, gambling show yesterday morning on the yep. fan. Yep. Um, I'm sure you guys can figure out who it is. Yep, we and know. he was bashing, <laughs> bashing the Giant fans yesterday morning. Because we were criticizing. Criticize, yeah, he's like, I can't believe the Giant fans would be all over Dable for going for it. He's like, this is this is results-based analysis, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of went back with him, back and forth him, DMing him on Instagram, and he was really <laughs> nice about it. But if, if you're going to go for fourth and eight from that point in the game, down 7 nothing, and then not go for fourth and six when you're down 21 points later in the game, yeah. it's mind-boggling. You give a team that you know is going to score a lot of points a, a short field. I think. I think we were on our our forty. Yes. And and I just wanted yeah. to see your. You already, you already said you thought it was ridiculous. Well, it was ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, I. So you can explain it both ways, and you know, I'll I'll put this in Brian Dable's mind. Brian Dable is saying, we just moved the ball very effectively down the field against this Philadelphia defense. This is a vaunted Philadelphia defense. There was a completion of Richie James in there. It was a couple, you know, a couple of other plays that got them to where they were, and. Just let's be fair. The forty-yard line is no man's land, right? You, I mean, you could try a fifty-seven or fifty, whatever, eight-yard field goal, but we already saw uh, Gano miss one of those. Who was not that from kid? your own forty? Uh, you're not going to try fifty-seven yeah. yarder? No, no, no. They were on. They were on. The, they were on the. They were on the. The Eagles forty. They were inside. They were in plus territory at the end of that drive. You're talking about when they didn't go for well, talking about the fourth and eight? Fourth and eight was on when the Jones scrambled. Was on the plus forty. The second drive of the of the game. Yeah. Plus forty. So they're inside the fifty going in. It's no man's land. It's a tough spot. So you're gonna kick a fifty eight yard field goal or you're gonna try to punt and, you know, cough and corner it and what would you have pin? done? I would have punted because it was fourth and eight. Eight is just ridiculous. If it was, it's ridiculous. And it, was, it was third and three, and then he got sacked. So yeah. if it's Fourth and three, I'm definitely going it's for different. it. It's different. But fourth and eight? They don't have the weapons to justify that. I don't, they don't have any matchup advantages out exactly. there. Exactly. How so, are you going to win on so, fourth and, and eight? And so he was in no man's land. Yep. But you also had to realize that the Eagles, on their first drive, just blitzed you down the field. Like the Vikings. But they were unable to answer yep, because they, the Eagles are a they different They blitzed weight them class. down the field, and now you effectively give them half the field to go. Yeah. And it just... And then obviously you knew what was going to happen. As soon as they, you know, didn't convert that fourth and eight, it was like, all right, Philly, it's fourteen nothing. Nah, in my mind, in my mind, like it's fourteen nothing. But what about this though, Teague? When you know you're overmatched, as, as listen, Dayball wasn't going to say that obviously, but he knows the tape. They know yeah. the tape. They know that it was, they were seven and a half point dogs for a reason. Philly's a lot better. What about? And I'm not getting Dayball off the hook. I hated the call in real time. I don't. I don't like it. Yep. But what about trying to empower you guys early? Like, hey, you know what? We're here to win. Yeah, but well, I, I get. I'm not but, saying it's a small but, move, but can you give them an ounce I, of credit doing I, that? I don't think that in divisional playoff games on the road in Philly yep. specifically, you can let emotion dictate your decision making. You just can't. You can't. You got to be tactical about it. You got to have a plan. 
and Philly went eight plays, 75 yards, touchdown. You, you go for it on fourth down. Now they're on the, you know, the f- minus 47 or whatever it is. They go eight plays, 52 yards for a touchdown. And it was like five yards, four yards, you know, 14 yards. It was just like you could tell they weren't going to stop the Eagles from the very first. Mm-hmm. And it discontinued every drive. They scored on four of the five drives in the first half. All right. Listen, we're picking up the pieces. And this is one of those situations where you've got a. I think you're juggling both sets of emotions. Uh, mo- even the most irate Giants fans still, as it seeps into Monday, the disappointment, the the angst. You got to recognize this. This was this was a season of achievement, but you also got handled on national. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TV, so you pissed off and there was a lot of things to question. That's what we're doing. 877-337-6666 inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair. Nobody. Uh, we will carry the presser at noon. Both Shane and Dable will speak. All your calls, this is a date event, and uh, we got you right here on The Fan. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 10-28 on the fan. What's happening? This is the Tiki and Tierney Show. Picking up those pieces. Tough way to end the season, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it's nothing worse than, first of all, you all day, and I tweeted on Saturday morning, pace yourself today, Giant fans. <laughs> pace yourself. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's tough. You're going to wait all day. You pump for it, and then you get there after waiting all day. And it's over before you know it. Yeah, you're right. And you, you knew it. I know. You knew it. Even the most ardent fan, you know, just the first few possessions, you're like, oh, this is my worst fear. Uh, so no doubt the Giants got rolled, and now it's up to uh, Mr. Shane, who's going to step to the forefront here and start uh, getting in some more talent, which they have to do. And Shane's going to speak today. Dable's going to speak today at noon. We'll carry the both. Uh, here on the fan home of the Giants. So let's get back to you guys. 877-337-6666. Anthony's down in Philly Uh, on the fan. What's going on, Anthony? How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you both for uh, taking my call. Uh, 
I was actually at that uh, Week 18 game uh, in Philly, and I happen to uh, think Tiki's got a point on uh, them not being prepared for the environment. It is a different environment. Yeah, it's but crazy that, down there. Go ahead. Yeah, that notwithstanding, my 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 uh, real issue and question is, uh, you know, we've kind of got uh, over our skis a little bit with this Giants team, given that, uh, you know, the, 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 the quality of uh, – the season and the wins this year, uh, you know, it leaves something to be desired. So you, you, they go one five and one in the division. Yep. And they play the weak uh, uh, AFC South and uh, NFC North, mm-hmm. right? So next year they've got a lot of decisions to make with this roster. Uh, obviously, you guys have covered it: the free agents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know that they get back to the playoffs next year uh, with a, a more difficult schedule, which is probably on on the uh, on the horizon. Well, Anthony, um, you're yeah. bringing up a good point because let's not the division's not going to get any weaker. You know, Philly's not going to get worse. Dallas will probably figure out how to win, even though they look probably worse than the Giants did. To be honest with you, against the 49ers, Dak is just he was he's broken, dude. He's, awful. He's, he looked lost a lot of those times. And I said this to BT when I first walked in. He's got. He's got the Odell Beckham Jr. problem. And what do I mean by that? When he gets in trouble, he finds C.D. Lamb, and he's throwing it to C.D. Lamb no matter what. We On an international show, BT and I would like, why is Eli throwing all these interceptions when it's when it's, when it's Odell Beckham Jr. is covered? It's because he kind of just wanted to throw it to Odell Beckham Jr. Dak Prescott wants to throw it to, to C.D. Lamb all the time, and everybody knows it. Yep. And that's why yep. he throws so many interceptions. He just—he's making bad decisions because he's—he's mind screwed. They're never going to win a championship with him. Never. They're just not. I think you're right. They're not. I think because their defense was outstanding. They came ready. Outstanding. Now Pollard going down crushes them. Yeah, no. But they're not Zeke winning is, a Super Bowl. Deck. Zeke is not the same player no. as Pollard. I, no. I mean, I love Pollard. He's dual purpose. He can do everything. Um, but Dak, Dak just doesn't have that ability. Uh, but the point is, the division is not going to get weaker, right? Even if you don't like Dallas. Washington at some point is going to find a quarterback, and they have a really good, uh, really good defense. So the division is going to stay difficult for the next three or four years. Yeah, and then if you're playing the better teams and the better d- divisions, I mean the Giants have they really need to upgrade. They really have to upgrade um, because they're compromised on the second level defensively, and they're compromised in the wide receiving room relative to their to the better teams in the league. Let's get Nick down to Tom's River. Nick is on the Fantique interior. Nick, what's happening, buddy? How are you today? Hey, good morning, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have to tell you, Teak, I, I love you. I really do. I, I loved you as a giant, but I got to tell you, I've been listening to FAN when you guys used to have Imus in the morning and then sports in the afternoon with yep. Bill May. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I've never heard such a ridiculous statement. That a, a game, a week 18 game, impacted this game it's a ridiculous it's a ridiculous statement i'm gonna and i'm gonna tell you why you know if 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 they got their professionals if they've got to prepare to play in a hostile environment mm-hmm. then they shouldn't be on the field and and the other part of it is in the big scope of things now they play to prepare to be in a hostile environment what happens if somebody gets hurt listen the game the giant sorts because the eagles are superior and I look at it from this. Of course, point, they lost because they're superior. Hold on, Dick. Of course, they lost because they're superior. But they got destroyed, not because they're superior, but because they played terrible. And you're going to tell me from Washington to Indianapolis to uh, Minnesota 
that you thought the Giants were going to play terrible? I, you know what? I, I didn't think they were going to win the game. But did I you was, think I they hope... were going to play terrible? I asked a simple question. Did you think they were going to play that bad? And if you didn't, because no, I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't either. I didn't. Then tell me what the mitigating factor was. What was it? Was it bad coaching, bad game planning, or was it the environment that they played in? They looked overmatched, emotionally overmatched. I, they looked over. They, they, yeah, they looked overmatched because because they are the Eagles' personnel. Why they they are. And you know yeah, they put their at, pants on the just like game, we do yeah. one 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 leg at a time. Yeah, they play differently and they yeah, play hard. Yeah, you, but you can yeah you can say that you can say that. But the but, but the reality is is they have a a, a a a much better roster superior and they're and they've cooked. They they're ready to go. I mean, if you go look back, you guys talk about oh seven and and oh and uh, two thousand eleven. I go back to nineteen that nineteen eighty three nineteen eighty four nineteen eighty five. Where 1983 Parcells, they're two and they were three and twelve. Then all of a sudden they're nine and seven the following year, and they make the playoffs. Yep. And they didn't play well in the playoffs. And then in '85, you know, they ran up against that Bears team with the Sean Landetta, you know, that whole punt. Oh, yeah, they, they got shut out that game. No, they were fantastic. But Twenty-one zip. They, they were under, they were ridiculous that year. The Bears with, oh, yeah. with Dent and Leslie Frazier had you know led the league in interceptions and. Like they were amazing, that Bears team. But this is a this is a different conversation. Now, if you are going to sit there, with all due respect to your fandom, Nick, if you're going to sit there and tell me that the second season, the 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 cliche that is the playoffs don't increase in intensity, then I'll buy your argument, Nick. That yeah, you're not in, you're not intimidated by the environment. But when you go to the playoffs, it's a different animal. It just it just is. First of all, you're playing the better teams, but also what's at stake. You you feel it like you, I can't I can't explain it unless you've actually done it. But you feel what's at stake. Josh Allen sat in his locker for an hour and a half in his uniform because he couldn't believe that he lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Like there's a, there's a different like meaning to it. And until you do that, you don't know it. Right. The same thing can be said about playing that same game in an environment like Philadelphia. Like, I know what you're saying. I, I know what he said. Oh, you got to be a professional. Professionals are humans, man. We're people. You get affected by the environment that you're in, the, search, the, the circumstance that you're in. So I, I can't discount. In fact, I'm, I'm actually championing it, that the, the preparation for the environment matters. And the Giants didn't have it, and it showed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you believe me or not. I'm just I'm, telling I'm you. I'm not this. asking for your approval. I'm just saying I think it's a cop-out. I'm not, I'm not asking for your approval either. It's not a cop-out. It's, cop it's not it's a cop-out. Cop out. It's it just is. a reality. No, it's not, though. It's your reality. Tell me why the Giants played bad. Because the Giants aren't nearly as good as Philly, period. Okay, the first drive, they did what? Teak, they got their ass kicked the okay. first time they played the first, them this year. The first drive, they did what? And they, they got what? their ass kicked Saturday. The first drive, they did what? Better. The first drive, they did what? Which team? The Giants. What did they do? Their first offensive drive. What plays? I, what did they do? I, what did they, I don't know. They what plays down, did they run? They went down the field and got inside the forty-yard line, and then they short-circuited. Right, so yeah. they could move the football against the Philadelphia Eagles, and then all of a sudden you get Daniel Jones tripping on on uh, Andrew Thomas. 
You get a, 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 a no nobody open on the fourth down play, which we already have discussed. Yeah, we talked about that. The next drive, you get one play, then you throw an interception. Why does Daniel Jones throw that interception? I know everybody put it on Daniel Jones, but it's actually Darius Slayton. When you get pressure off that edge, yeah. it's a slant. It's a slant. It's a slant. Darius Slayton runs a return route. And so it looked like, wow, it looked like James Bradbury was the intended receiver for that throw. Why? Because Darius Slayton broke back his route, and Daniel Jones was throwing the slant. So whose fault is that? No, no, but are you telling me that he ran that he, he ran the incorrect route or didn't finish it, however you want to Darius frame Slayton it? Darius Slayton is a Because veteran. he was nervous and overwhelmed by the experience of playing Darius, in Philly? Darius, or because he's a C-minus receiver? No, he's That's not. That's the a, point. Mm, He's yes, a, he's that's a, the point. He's a veteran receiver who's had a lot of years. Dude, put him on a playoff team. He's not getting off the bench for any other team this weekend. Bottom line. I mean, it doesn't matter. He ain't playing for the Bengals. Expected- he's not playing for the Bills. He's not playing. He, maybe he'll get on the field for the Bucs. May, may, no, mm-hmm. not even the Bucs last week. No. And I get on with with, that, with Minnesota. That, you're missing He's not my that point. good. You're missing my point. It's okay. I'm not trying to miss your point. I, I Listen, both points can be true, by the way. I think when we came in today, you got, well, both of you guys, Hoff's like, oh, guys are slipping. They're, they're overwhelmed. So I just want to make sure I understand what's going on here. Are they slipping because they're they're scared? Are they slipping because they're overwhelmed? No, they got punked by a better team. What am I missing? You you make it sound like Daniel Jones, possibly the fact that the, the stage might have been too big for him and that he could like he looked like he didn't have his bearings. He couldn't get the pass he made to Breida down the line for 19 yards. Yep. He stumbled getting the Taking the snap. No, I saw that. So it, was, it, was, it was a great recovery. Dude, his contacts falling out of his, slip, his but, face. But, 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 Hoff, Everything got a, was just but I got a question it, for yes. you. But did he slip? Because before he takes the ball, he's like, oh, my God, I'm, this is overwhelming. I've you're never mi- seen. You're missing the point. But, but So then why did he slip? Because you, the, the, you, the turf was wet or whatever. You, he slipped. No, you're making it as it's literally about the intensity of the crowd. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the moment. I'm talking about being in the postseason where you feel the repercussion of every single play. Like, you feel it. And some people are ready for those moments. Others aren't. The Giants, from the Washington game through Minnesota, played above themselves. Now, all of a sudden, they played to their mean or below it? How how does that happen? Because you play a much better team no, that, no, that no, wills no, you no. to play no, that's, I don't, I don't believe at that. your level. I don't believe that. Like, the Colts allow you to play better. The Vikings allow you to play better. The Eagles walk in and say, I own you. Now go home. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to call it Julian Love, but we talked about this too off air. Dude, he looked like he was lifeless a couple of Jihad Ward, a couple plays where he just kind of looked like, eh, let the guy go by. There was times where Gainwell was just sitting there going through like five defenders, getting first downs. 112 yards? I mean, that's outrageous. So That's not the defense that we saw. How does Julian Love, who was damn near a pro bowler, how does he have the worst game of his season in Philadelphia? He looked like he wasn't prepared. Because he's not a good player? Looked like he was in, Because was the Philadelphia Eagles are just better? Or was it the moment overwhelmed him? Well, the I, stage overwhelmed I, him? I would have to say, how did he play the last time they played Philadelphia, Julian Love? I, the, I the, the, the first well, time well, of the year he, he when they got crushed. He didn't play at did all. He pl- did he play the first game? He missed one big play, but other than that, he actually played okay. So, again, well, I mean, it's, listen, we see a little differently. It's all good. It's all good. It is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just telling you this is my interpretation of what happened. Having played in Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. as many times as I played in Philadelphia, some good, some bad, you, you, that environment is different. 
and the Giants, whether it was the playoff stage or the intensity of the stage or the venue that they were in, they mm-hmm. weren't ready to play. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 1048 back on the Fantique interior. We got Shaden Dable speaking at noon. We'll carry it live on the fan. You know, I um, I hinted at this a couple of times over the year and throughout this year. I think it's worth repeating because now the season's over. In a lot of ways, and this isn't necessarily a good thing, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. They just need to do different things than the team I'm about to lump them in with. The 2020 Knicks. To me, the 2022 Giants are very similar to the 2020 Knicks where – they overachieved. They took us on on a fun ride, on a on a bit of a wild ride. And if you go back then, and he, and he was great, but we're like, uh, you're going to really win with Randall being your best player. We weren't sure if he was the guy. Just like we're not fully a thousand percent sure if Jones is that we like him. That's a lie. That's well, a lie. Well, I don't. I don't think the. All right, let me finish my thought. We'll get back to but Jones. We're not sure about Jones. He played his worst game of the season. He was atrocious uh, in the biggest game of the season. The entire roster needs big upgrades, right? And the se- like the Knicks, and the season ended in definitive alarming fashion when the Knicks were smoked by Atlanta and the Giants got punked in Philly. Now, I like Jones Teague. You know that. Mm-hmm. I do. But you watch Burrow in the snow. Uh, you know, you watch Purdy. I know he didn't play his best game yesterday, but I, 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 this is not to get into a Jones conversation about not being a Giant. No, of course he is. I'm a big Jones fan. But I'm still not entirely sure whether it's an NFC Championship game or a game in Philly next season or a game in Dallas, I don't know if he's that, that, that guy. I don't. Yeah, I think that he can guy. be. So I think, I think Julius Randle was neutralized. I don't want to say neutralized because that's the wrong word, but he was not impacted by coaching when he had that 2020 season. Daniel Jones, this his success. Is is almost I don't want to say solely because he's got he's such a talented athlete because he can run 700 yards. We all know the statistics. He looked really good in the pocket this year, making quick decisions, getting the ball out. Coaching had a big part to do with his success. I think Julius Randle was just value motivated, and despite Tom Thibodeau's you know routinized whatever you want to call Tom Thibodeau, he had a great season. Julius Randle did. I think Daniel Jones has a has a ce- a high ceiling that he hasn't reached yet. I think that I think that um, Julius Randle probably is at his ceiling, and he's not going to all of a sudden become an All NBA player. Oh, I totally, I totally agree with 100, that. Over hundred percent. Whereas Daniel Jones can become a like he. I don't know how he's not going to be a Pro Bowl or All Pro. He's probably never going to be an All Pro because of how good the quarterbacks are in the league. But he can be a consistently top good top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And well, we just, talked about that. Going just, into the exactly, games, he's for just sure. scratching the surface. The difference to me, and the reason he's not Joe Burrow, the reason he's not Mahomes or even Purdy at this case, is because there is not or a hurts. ton of... Or, or hurts. Definitely hurts. The, the prime example, there is not a ton of prime talent around him. And the, the Giants scored one touchdown in this game. What was the catalyst? Saquon Barkley goes 39 yards down to the whatever, the third, I think it was actually the 39-yard line, 39 yards down to the 39-yard line. And all of a sudden, the Eagles are like, oh, crap. Like, we got to protect against a big play now. Other than that, the Giants had, there's there was no threat of a big play. Not one. Whereas the Eagles 
all day, you're scared as hell of a big play. The 49ers, all day, you're scared of hell, scared as hell of a big play. The, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, just throw it up, dude. Double coverage in the end zone. Guess what? He's going to go catch it, right? You're scared as hell of a big play. If that threat is there, it's really, really hard to be over-aggressive defensively like the Eagles could afford to be against the Giants this past weekend. It's, it's going to be a tough offseason. They're, they're going to have to do some really creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Shane is certainly up to that job. and uh, But now it's got to happen because, you know, the 85 loss, and one of the callers referenced that, the uh, they got shut up to the, by the Bears. But, I mean, that's uh, the Bears. So that's that 85 the Bears team. defense, the greatest of all time. Exactly. Really and, was. And, and their offense had Willie Galt and, or forget Willie Galt, Walter Payton. And that's it. And then Willie Galt. And, yes. <laughs> right? Willie so, Galt, the occasional go-round. Yeah, the, exactly. The former track star, right? Uh, in 93, they got crushed by the Niners 44-3 in Candlestick. The Panthers game, we referenced that last week. That was back in 05, 23-zip. Uh, the game against the Packers back in 2016, even though Eli was ready to play mm-hmm. well, the guys betrayed him, dropsies. They got crushed 38, like 13, 38, yeah, whatever. It they got hammered. So it's not necessarily a foreshadow of how you how you lose a playoff game of either a good or a bad thing, but it does illuminate, and we know this, this team shows up next season, this team's going nowhere. This team, like if this team shows up, they need to do a lot. And we think that they will. 877-337-6666 is our number. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.